0: What it do, peeps? It's your girl Diamond Blaze. Thank you so much for joining me again on this segment. I'm talking to a friend of 30 years. She's an entrepreneur, a bomb mother, doing what she do. We're going to chop it up. We're talking about the importance of addressing mental health, surviving, and overcoming obstacles that none of us had ever expected to go through. So please make sure that you pay attention and listen closely. This is a very important segment. Don't forget, follow, share, and subscribe. Y'all stay blessed and breezy. All right. So this is another segment of Diamonds Blaze with yours truly. Today, I'm bringing on a very dear friend of mine from high school. We represent David B. Oliver, class of 1995, orange or brown, ride or die all day. She is an entrepreneur, a wonderful mom, just a wonderful human being all around. And I'm proud to say that I can call her my sister. And so on today, I'm bringing in Miss Alicia Barine. Hello,
1: hello, hello. Thank you for the introduction.
0: That's pretty bomb. Thank you. (laughs) Well, you're a bomb person, so I couldn't, you know, I can't half step, you know, we, we got history, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I wanted to bring you on because not just because, you know, like I said in the introduction, but because I see, I have seen how you've grown in the last few years, especially with um, launching your business um which you do a lot you know with the t-shirts the tumblers um I can't just keep going on and on there's so many different things but I feel like you are the best person to promote yourself in that area so I'm gonna let you head a floor on that if you want to start telling the people what you do and how to find your your products
1: well um Let me start backwards actually. I just moved over to Etsy. So you can find me on Etsy at Lily Shirts and more. And I do just about anything. I do table runner, shirts. I can do at this point now I can do shoes. But the most part I do shirts. You know, like those find me shirts, you know, where I'm with I'm with this one here, you know things like that like the couple shirts the team shirts things like that like when you're going out for parties and bachelorette uh events and things of that nature i don't really like to do the r.i.p shirts all like that i'm trying to really lean towards something that's more upbeat like it's my birthday and things of that nature um but pretty much that's it you know like i said i got your shirts i I can match your shirts with your shoes i love that i love if you have like a standard saying that your friends might know like oh that's you, you always say that and you got these bad shoes, whatever they are send me the colors, I match them up, I do your work in any font you want and I do your graphic design and boom you got a one of a kind shirt just for
0: you that's what's up so what was your inspiration and your drive to actually start that so um, I'll I'm a
1: part of Hurricane Biker Girls here in Pittsburgh, and I'm on the social side of it. So a lot of times we were going out buying shirts at the mall or through our local distributor that we have, and I really got tired of it, honestly. And not to be funny, but it's like, why do we keep sending our money to these people when we got the skill right here? And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it anymore, especially because I knew that I could do it. I have been designing my daughter's shirts since day one. And I would get my paint out and draw on her shirt, or I would go get images and, and, get images and embellish them off of, um, you know, whatever it was that uh, her theme party was. And it's just like, I knew I could do it. But my thing, excuse me, about my art, and I've always been like this, from my poetry to... My actual paintings and what have you. Um, I've been shy about it and very protective of it because it's like I don't want anybody to critique it in a negative way. So I generally kept it inside. But whenever it came to my club saving money, I just I just couldn't you know sit back and watch us dump all this money at this other location. And it's like no, I can do it. I can do it for a better price. And I can do it with a lot more love than what they're, they're, they're doing it. So that's how it really started. Um, I made a shirt one day. It was um, was African Queen shirt when I wore it to one of her functions. And everybody thought it was nice. And I thought it was nice, too. But, you know, me, I'm shy. I'm not trying to go on any any uh platform or whatever and boost myself and put it out there like that but my mom said go for it so i posted a picture of me in the shirt that day i woke up the next day i had 100 likes mm-hmm. i hadn't had 100 likes independently ever before then
0: yeah.
1: and that's whenever
0: i knew i really had something yeah and i remember when i saw that i was like yo that's pretty dope i like that and i know. Um, Shoot, I know, and I I haven't been the greatest at this because every time, and I tell people, yeah, I'm gonna get your stuff, but I really, when I sent you that message, I said I'm gonna be ordering something from you soon. I really do mean that. Um, but with everything that's you know been happening with me in these past two almost three years. Just trying to stay above water, a lot of times have been been really hard for me. So. Um, you, yeah, 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 and I know you know because you went through a major loss. You know, you, you lost your best friend. And. Gosh, and um, in my heart, when I when I saw that, and I knew how close you were to your mom. So when I when I saw that, I was like, man, I just kept praying for you, you know, and um. I yeah and it was just like i got to you know how when you when you want to reach out to somebody and uh-huh. even though you haven't really talked or connected with them in years it's uh-huh. like how do i how how can i reach out and be supportive and not cuz you know some people they'll they'll come when you're at the worst and then they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, but they, they've never been there. And then, you know, some people are like, why are you reaching out to me now? You ain't never been there all this time. So, what do you, you, you know, because some people yeah. grieve yeah. differently. And yeah. and my thing is, even though you and I have, you know, we got good history, it's, I can't believe it. We, we've been almost out of high school for, this is going on 28 years. <laughs> but knowing each other for 30 is crazy but being out you know so it's like you you know you and i know we come from genuine places you know absolutely um you know and it's like i said you know to to see that and i haven't been in touch with you for a while and then that happened and then i'll I'll even i'll admit it was like an awkward thing because i'm like i want to be here for you but i'm way here in charlotte you're there. Um, I didn't know. Like I didn't. I didn't know what to do. And a lot of that is because anytime I see, you know, any of my friends lose a parent, I can't. You know, and I see the the connection. You know, I've seen how some some of my friends are are close to their parents, and you've known I didn't have that. Right. So. That's where the disconnect was for me because I didn't know how to empathize or sympathize with that because and, and both of my parents are still here. Right. But because my relationship was so different, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to reach out. You know, I didn't know how to do that because I one, I haven't gone through that, and two, my relationship is is was nowhere near where yours was with your mom. So um that's why I was like, you know, in any way I could, I support, but at the time when that was happening, what was happening with me personally on, you know, with with the thing that happened um, with my exit, it was just like, I was just in shambles trying to figure it out, so. Yeah, I dig it.
1: I dig it, and I do appreciate, I appreciate what you're saying, and I also appreciate what you said then, but the one greatest thing about my mom is that, um, honestly, every day I have a testimony for how well she raised me, and I can say that now, And um, one thing she always taught me about friends, and I do call you my friend, I do call you my sister, because it's not about time. My mom was always a, a person who said, you know, you just catch up, and then you just keep going on. It doesn't matter if it was six months, six hours, or six days since the last time you talked to somebody. You just, if you generally call them your friend, you just catch up. Right. And it, it's not about, oh, where have you been? Because the truth of the matter is, you've been living your life and you've been living your life the best that you could, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what we do is things start going along by the wayside. It doesn't mean that we stop caring about them, it just means that that's no longer the focus. And honestly, that's growth. Right. You know, if you're still hanging with the same people that you had from high school and don't have anybody else new in your life. That's pretty sad
0: yeah yeah you know <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: so you know and we do know people that sit there and all they got is their high school stories. that's all they got yeah. and that's not living. That's right. really not living as far as I'm concerned right. right and I'm not knocking anybody who does it but for me and how I was raised no not at all. And friends have so many purposes in your life. And my mom always taught me, you should be able to benefit from your friend one way or another, and they should be able to do the same. Mm -hmm. So it's not about when the last time it was that you talked to them, unless it's just like, hey, since I talked to you, I had a baby, I had a dog, I had a Lamborghini, I had whatever it is, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that's just what it is. But it's cool, it's cool. And I definitely do have my days where I just, I miss her like I was just going through it earlier today and it's it just it just hits you you know you you just never know yeah and my heart goes out to you honestly because you don't have what I had and I have a few friends that are like that and I wouldn't not to sound like I, I don't pity you I don't pity anybody um but it's like, I wish you had the love that I had. Because you're such a sweet person, you know? And you deserve that. You you are worthy of it. And so I'm sorry that you didn't get that.
0: Honestly. Girl, don't have me on here crying. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, though. Like, straight up. I really do. And besides you there's um, I think uh, what's her name um, Antoinette um, mm-hmm. her cousin Sharonda uh, muff they, mm-hmm. they yeah um, they and, and Dez, you know crazy Dez, like that's my girl like they yeah. re, they remember and along with you I think you four really were the only four who knew what I was going through. Yeah, and because it's not something that that you that you openly talk. It's, you know, especially in high school, you know, yeah. you, you can't just tell. You know, one all these people what's going on with you because you you didn't know who really at that time you really don't know who your friends are really when exactly, you're high and we're and we were young, but by you four knowing what I was going through and y'all kept it and and to know that y'all kept that with y'all even after all this time, I was yeah. like. That's that's some real stuff,
1: girl. Let me tell you. When I listen to your podcast and read your books, I'm like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I didn't think that was ever going to come out, but hey, yeah. it's your story to
0: tell. Yeah, yeah, it was it was deep, you know, and especially with with the last one, this last one that I wrote. Um. Mm-hmm when I had to be completely that was part of my that is that was one of the major parts of my healing journey um you know after talking to my counselor my my current one and um you know therapist whatever because people's like oh that's my counselor my therapist whatever you want to call him um oh. he's been such an intricate part in me healing you know and he said only you can tell your story and only you can heal in a mannerism and a fashion that you can heal. Whatever you need to do to get better, go ahead and do it. Um, so for me, you know, I had, my, I had my reservations, I had my apprehensions for the longest time. Like, should I go ahead and put this out here, make it public? You know, everybody's going to know. And I think that's one of the things too, because I know we're going to talk about it on yours. One of the things too is... A lot of people always say, you know, you you should, you should keep certain things to yourself or everybody don't need to know your business. And it depends on what it is. If you want to be an open book, you have to be willing to go into a whole bunch of vulnerability, dark places and everything in order to tell your story. And yes, you're going to piss some people off. That's a part of the process. Mm-hmm. But it's no longer about... Basically, yeah. it, it's no longer about protecting somebody else's feelings when you're when when everything that's going on with you emotionally and everything. All of that is, you know, how you're going to get through. So if I'm going to offend you and piss you off for what I said or what I wrote, then I'm not going to apologize for that. At this that's point, okay. at this point, I'm unapologetically me and I have to do what I got to do for me. So if that means you're going to be upset with me, you don't want to talk to me no more then deuces. Right, right.
1: And you know what? I didn't even mention this earlier, but, you know, I have vibes and I'm really trying to push this. And it's just a mental health check. Mm-hmm. I'm not a therapist, but I really advocate for people to have to go see therapists, and, you know, within the black community. We don't do that. Right. We don't want to go talk to nobody. Like you said, we keep everything in the house. We don't want to talk to anybody. We're being told to shake it off. We'll be all right. We're being dramatic. We're being too much, whatever it is. And don't you take nobody's medicine. That you know, work. and I I lost friends behind that, you know, and physically, you know, I had a friend take his life behind that. And I'm looking back now as an adult and it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to advocate that lifestyle. I was never in support of it because that's not how my mom, once again, that's not how my mom raised me. I've been in and out out of therapy since I was eight years old. You know, um, my mom was a big advocate on that. Like, hey, I don't have all the answers, but there's somebody professional that does. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get my baby some help. And and that's just what it was in my household. But so many homes did not have that type of uh, security, you know? it wasn't okay for them to do that but vibes is a low key way and hopefully one day it becomes a national thing but it's a low key way for us to check our energy you know like you got that friend that you haven't heard from for a while and you know they're going through something check in call them you know don't worry about what they're going to say or what they're going to do and if they don't answer go knock on their door go find them do a health and safety check you know because you don't know, you know, that person might be ready to, you know, check out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you could be the person that make them reconsider and help them get the help that they need.
0: Absolutely. Because I know um, the, the holidays is, is like, to me, I think it's when everybody, you know, feels it the worst, you know. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm one of those people. You know, and I, you know, it'd be like, I know I have uh, somebody was like, why are you, why do you be making these long posts around this time of year? I said because it's a reminder that I'm still human, but I'm still going through it. Mm-hmm. Like the holidays, all I always get triggered by the holidays because the holidays were always the most volatile times when I was at home with my mother. Mm-hmm. They were always from November. I'd say the week, before, the week before Thanksgiving, actually two weeks before Thanksgiving, it has always been volatile because I had a cousin um, who was um, murdered accidentally. She was seven at the time I was 12, mm-hmm. um, right before Thanksgiving. Um, that was that's something that I finally got through, but it was still hard to actually digest.
1: Right.
0: Um, and then, like I said, you know, it was... I never, it it was, I always got triggered, you know, Mm. a week or two before Thanksgiving up until the first two weeks in January, you know, anytime I was at home with my mother, it was all, it was just horrible. And this, this past holiday was, was even rougher because, um, one of my aunts who I used to call aunt mommy, Mm. um, you know, she passed. And her her birthday was on Christmas, and she, you know, she would have been 66. But I had, that week, I had got a call from from one of my, you know, from my cousin, one of her sons, you know, he told me what was going on. He said, you know, he had to go back home. You know, he's like, mom's on life support. And then it so happened I had got the flu that week. And I was like, you know what? My, My one cousin, she called me and was like, you better not drive. You better not go nowhere. Because they know sometimes I'm stubborn. I'll be like, I'm, forget all that. I'm coming home. Right. But she had to tell me, what good are you going to be if you can barely breathe, you're barely staying awake, but you want going to try to drive seven hours from Charlotte to Pittsburgh. Right. You know, and then you're contagious. They wouldn't even let you in the hospital. So why, right. you know, why are you going to try to do? And I was so heartbroken. I did get to say goodbye to her on video. That's good. That was still hard. I mean, it was hard, but I did it. Um, And I remember Christmas morning, knowing that was her birthday, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: knowing how I normally feel, I was just so, I was just out of it. Mm -hmm. I said, I can't do this and every every single holiday time i have to make myself you know get up and keep pushing through because i remember at one one point i was like god just just let me sleep and not wake up and i've done that so many times and i remember one one year it was so bad i had smoked a lot of weed drank a half a bottle of tequila and I just was out of it and I said See, I, that's what I'm talking about we
1: can't we can't be doing that
0: yeah and I said I don't want to feel anything I just don't and um I'll never forget that year I was like smoking drinking crying I I mean everything in my apartment was dark I didn't have the TV on I had nothing on I was just in the dark.
1: Yeah, I know those feelings of numbness too because there's mornings that it's like like I always tell my therapist there comes a point and it, all, it comes and there's nothing I can do about it but it's like I don't care if I'm here or if I'm not here and, and I, I don't know it's, it's just it's, it's a real messed up thing to think especially since I had this baby here mm-hmm. but you know the you just are over so overwhelmed with the sadness, and you just don't want to feel like that anymore. Right. But you know, talking to you right now, thinking about it, I think I'm a double up next holiday season on my therapy. I think I'm going to request an additional um, sessions. Honestly.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Because I, I think I think it would. I think it would benefit me,
0: honestly. Absolutely. And I and I know um, that's what I had. That's what I should have done. But I didn't do that this year. Mm-hmm. I didn't double up. And instead, I bottled up everything. And I kind of reverted right back to where I was a few years ago. All
1: right.
0: Um, especially when that loss hit me, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... Um, I was like, my kids aren't with me because they they weren't, I mean, I've seen them on Christmas but they weren't with me, you know and I don't decorate and it's a funny thing because they're like, oh man mom's the Grinch, because I don't decorate <laughs> I don't decorate, I don't sing I don't do any of that, you know now their father, that's the that, he, he's the Christmas holiday person he likes to decorate and all of that so I said, y'all just go on over there with him, it's cool but yeah uh, yeah, it's, it's always hard but we definitely as you said especially in the black community we gotta do better you know we, we, we have to we have a lot more people now advocating on the importance of mental health you know uh-huh. and putting it out there and why it's important to do so if we can take that, that stigma away because I still have people in my family you know they're like I ain't going to therapy what am I going to talk to these people for I can talk to somebody else. Everybody don't need to know my business. It's not about somebody knowing your business. It's about somebody helping you navigate to, to get healed because it's not healthy. Absolutely not. And there
1: are things that can be done. You know, I'm, I'm a big on medication. Now, I wasn't on it even a year ago. I'm thinking, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. But you know what ended up happening to me? I ended up in the hospital for three days. Mm. And whenever it was all said and done, they said it was
0: my stress and my depression. Oh wow! And that depression is something else. That's that's no joke. Mm-hmm. You know, and
1: and you never know. Most people, when they think about depression, they think about, oh, you're sad or you're, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's it's beyond it's beyond that, and that's why I had titled my last book "Beyond the Smiles" because y'all know, I'll smile and laugh in a minute. Uh huh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But sometimes you gotta look beyond that and be like, like if you really really know somebody, and you'll know when they' putting on, like, oh yeah, I'm good. But you know, when you know that person, and you know uh-huh. that person is not good, you're like, all right, stop playing, let's get real. So, exactly. so sometimes you got to go beyond those smiles. You got to go beyond the light because I remember for, I remember my one friend Tia told me, and I'll never forget this. When I first told her that, you know, I was on, I was on a, on the way of getting a divorce and she started, she said she started looking at my post a lot more. Anytime I took a picture, she said that light came back. She said, uh-huh she said all those times before she said it was just something different but now that light came back that's what i remember because me and her have known each other since we were like kids right and i i mean it was just like dang i didn't know but to constantly hear that especially within this last year and a half almost two years and i've been a lot of people have been actually reaching out to me a lot more, which I'm shocked. I have been shocked. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, they're like, you look you look good. You're glowing. You lost it. Well, I remember one of my cousins, he gets on my nerves like, you stressed out, depressed. You lost a lot of weight. And I said, just because I lost a lot of weight doesn't mean I'm, the, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm unhappy with the fact that my marriage was over. I said, no. Right. Right. I mean,
1: we know you put in your all. We know you tried, Yeah. but I'm going to be honest and Shayla, you could take this how you want to take it, but I was happy when you said, when you finally, you know, just said it yourself that you were getting us divorced, that you got divorced <laughs> because your light was gone. Your light was definitely gone. And I'm just like, Jesus fix her, you know, like whatever it is, remove it. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But then I had to start thinking like whenever you started talking about it, it's like that's what was going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it started to make sense to me, you know, because I was seeing less of him and more of you and the kids. And it's like he's moving, you know, he's he's getting that obstacle out of your way. But um, I was happy for you, you know, because like again, you deserve. The happiness, you know, you you are light, and you deserve to be matched.
0: And I know, yeah, I appreciate that too, Lately, I appreciate it. You know, it took a while, and I'm where I I, I already know I'm where I'm supposed to be, and I'm just going to keep going up from here. Absolutely. Sometimes
1: you got to hit, you got to hit the bottom. It don't always have to be rock bottom, but you got to hit the bottom to see where you really should be.
0: Lord knows when I when I said when I said to him I don't want the house I don't want alimony I don't want child like I don't want child support I want nothing I just want my peace and my space and it was all these strategic things that you know he tried to do with you know trying to file full custody of the kids saying that I was uh, emotionally and physically unstable you know just you know it was just a lot I'm like dude whatever. I don't. I don't care. Oh, you don't care about the kids. I said oh, that's not what I said. I just said I don't care. I'm trying Bye. to get me back. So
1: he was manipulative.
0: Very, very. And you know, and the other thing I wasn't even aware of at the one part was, uh, you know, one of the traits of a narcissist is manipulation. Mm-hmm. And. um and you know, that, that's that's another thing too that now everybody's like, oh, now the the narc word and narcissism and all of that's getting thrown out, everybody's getting it out of proportion and you know, they doing too much with it. No, it's one of those things where I guess you could say, like when the internet broke, you know, as far as like okay. now everybody has it. Where before once upon a time you had to have dial up and everybody uh-huh. couldn't afford it, you know, and so now now that everybody everybody has the internet. So now you got all these resources, Mm -hmm. so why not find out resources on mental health and how to be able to point out narcissism, Mm -hmm. um, what other things, depression, schizophrenia, like anything that has to do with, with the spectrum of mental health. So now that everything is out here, of course, you should be able to recognize the signs and the people with these certain characteristics. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Absolutely. Now I'll tell you one thing: love, <laughs> or when you think that you have love, it puts such a shield on you, like you know, like those rose-colored glasses you always hear about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It wasn't until I got out of my last relationship and got into this relationship that I'm in now that I realized how I was—I was in a mentally abusive relationship and the whole time in my mind it's like oh no he's doing this and he's saying this because he wants the best for me no he was trying to control me and my child Mm -hmm. and -hmm. for a while I was letting it go because of the way he came at it like I'm doing this out of love and I'm doing this because I want what's best for you and this is just the way things should be and i was going for it and you know how oppositional i am yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know but the truth of the matter is he came to me it wasn't even a full year since my mom had passed away and he just zoned in on that wow and all the things that i told him that i went through from my previous relationships and what i was missing from my mom and even the shirt business like he just fed into it all and had all these marvelous ideas and how we were going to make this business boom but then whenever I started flourishing
0: Mm -hmm. because my
1: fire came back I didn't want to touch it after my mom died but after that fire came back it was like well you know this is my business not yours how is it your business and not mine and the LLC
0: is in my name right exactly
1: you know and I started realizing like no, you trying to hold me under and I'm getting up, the, out, up, the, up, up from under you, like period like excuse me, I'm not doing it no more and it's so funny because you know, he tried to threaten me, you know, if you do this and you do that, don't ever speak to me again, mm. well, guess what I'm okay with never speaking to you again and it blows his mind because I still see him I don't have a I don't have a ill feeling towards this man. Mm-hmm. I truly wish the best for him, but it blows his mind that he can't get me back.
0: And I think that's that's when when they know you're done and there's no way for you to for them to get you back. They're like, well, damn. That's really all they can say after that is, well, damn. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you, you, you really we're not want. listening
1: to it no more. Right. We, we know the truth. We see it now.
0: Right. Exactly, and that's like, um, and I and I normally kind of kept this under wraps for a long time too. But I'm in a relationship, <laughs> and I kept it under wraps because, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not sharing it. I'm not, Aww. you know what I mean? It's like I'm not gonna put it out there. Um, I mean, you know, I'm verbally saying it, but I'm not going to post anything about him because I want to enjoy him just like he wants to enjoy me but we also protecting each other too right and that's uh that that's a good thing about it but the thing that that scared me with with this with this man and he he called me out a couple times because you know I had my apprehensions and you know like from what I had wrote about all the stuff that I went through yeah I have a lot, I had a lot of apprehensions like well which, what was really your intention what are you really trying to do you know how do I know you know there was a lot of that and when he said to me I'm allowing you to get this time to heal it's like I'm not going he said I'm not going anywhere and you know when people say that you're like all right whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. But usually in our in our situation,
0: they'd be gone the next week. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, okay, whatever. But he's still around. It's like I just want to make sure you were good. And I said, yeah, I'm good. He says, so it's okay to be vulnerable. I'm like, I don't. You know, it was like that whole internal struggle. I'm not trying to be vulnerable because <laughs> yeah. that means I gotta be completely open, and I have to I have to take this chance. And he's like, Well, if you're going to have your guards up in your wallet, we don't, we don't need to talk. We can just be cool. But I was like, Yeah, but I don't, you know. And I'm, and I'll, at this point, it's like, Yeah, but I like you too much to just be cool. No. <laughs> so it's with one or the others. You got to give up something. Yeah, I had to give up something. But, you know, hopefully and prayerfully, this will be it. But, you know, I'm not going to. I ain't gonna jinx it, but I, I we ain't here to talk about him. So, <laughs> but that's okay, and you know what?
1: Uh, finding someone who who really has your best interests
0: yeah.
1: in mind and at heart is it's refreshing, and it's it's a sense of security that. I mean, as I can speak for myself. I've never felt like this before. And I've had feelings where it's like, oh, I never felt this way before about this person and that person. Mm-hmm. But this is genuinely different. different. Because I know that he truly cares. You know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's just something else because...
0: You kind of <laughs> feel like you're being punked.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And you're like... But, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead,
0: I'm sorry. No, go ahead. And I was like, yeah, this is you feel like you're being pumped.
1: Yeah, I feel like that at times. And I'm like, you're so good to me. Like, I can't believe that you're this good to me. You know, I, I'm bipolar. And I have my manic modes. And there's times where I'm not eating. And this man will drive across town with food and sit there and make sure I eat it
0: that's love yeah that's love Um,
1: exactly exactly although we don't use that where i use it he doesn't use it but honestly i'm okay with that and for a while i wasn't okay with the pace that we were going at because you know much like you you know we had a fast life you know Mm -hmm. um I was used to like, oh, I'm feeling you, we're doing this, we're doing that. And me personally, once I had intercourse with somebody, I kind of shut whoever else that I might have been talking to down. So then that was that was my lock-in because I'm not the type of person that can be with this person and that person. Mm-hmm. So then I'm kind of like stuck with this person before I really got to know who they really were. Mm-hmm. Well, this gentleman, He's like, no, we're going to do everything slow. And I'm like, well, how slow are we going to go? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, At first, I wasn't feeling it. I'm like, I ain't got no title yet. We ain't using the L word. We're not doing none of those things. But, you know, he had to bring something to mind. He said, I'm doing everything for you that I would do if we did have titles. And I'm doing it better than your, I mean, your friends that have titles. And I look back and I'm like, you are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Not to say my situation is better than anybody's, but I can honestly say that I've never been cared for like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a good feeling. It is so comforting to know that when you just want to cry, you can just cry. Yeah, hey, want to laugh you can laugh and you can be a goofy self and this person is not going to tell you hey cut it out that's enough
0: you know right right and just, for, and just to accept you you know you want going to accept me in all my all my stuff for real
1: exactly
0: and to actually be able this is the part that I really appreciate more about about him is that he actually lets me talk and he, uh, you know, he lets me talk. He lets me share feelings. You know, he lets me, and sometimes, and I still struggle. I'm like, man, I don't know how to say. He's like, man, just just say it. Just say what's on your mind. You know, just put it out there and say what's on your mind. Yeah. And so that's that's what um, that's what I've been doing. You know, it, it takes, and sometimes I'll hesitate, and he'll know. He's like, why are you hesitating? I'm like, I'm just trying to process for me. And that that comes from years of, I could be in the middle of saying, yeah, and I could be in the middle of saying something, five words in, you want to cut me off and take over for the next 20. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So for years of having no voice in a relationship, now I have a voice and don't know what to do
1: with it. I swear, I was... Earlier on, I was told I don't know how to communicate, and it's like, yeah, I don't know how to communicate because anytime I said something, I was being told I was dumb, I sound dumb, um, this, just anything. Like you mm-hmm. said, you get five words in, and the next thing you know, you're being berated for the five words that you said, and it's just like I have an opinion, I have feelings, and you know, it's just like, ah, uh, and it's it's um, it's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong and then we we went all these years like this and it's like like you said now you finally have a voice and you don't know what to do you don't know how to say it you don't know when to say it but it sounds like we got somebody who's who's okay with that yeah because I can now I know for sure this is the best thing I know that I can say exactly what I want to say and it doesn't matter how it comes out and mm-hmm. you know me
0: yeah. And you
1: no, know, I struggle with how it comes out. Yeah. My heart is not in a place of malice, but it's always taken that way. Mm-hmm. When I think and it's like, dude, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to be mean. But honestly, yeah, I didn't know how to talk. You know? So whenever um I say these things that I need to say to him. I used to uh, in the beginning. I was just like, "Oh, he's gonna leave me. He's not gonna want to be bothered with me anymore." No After I say this, but he's still here.
0: He's yeah. still here. Yeah, and that's 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 when it's yeah. Is just, uh, am I being pumped? It goes back to that. Am I being punked? Yeah. Are you serious like, right now? Yeah. Got some scary stuff. It is. It really it is. is.
1: But so, I'm happy. And I never thought I could
0: be this happy. And I'm happy for you. Thank
1: you. I'm happy as I I am for you. Yeah. It's we deserve
0: it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you want to ask, because I know some people like, oh, they went to school together. What is what's your most memorable memory of me in school?
1: Remember us in math class? Yeah,
0: that's why I started laughing.
1: <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we, we were in there trying to get that algebra. I think it was algebra two or something. Trying to get that together. And we had um, the gentleman who was on the basketball team with the, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, just clowning, just clowning in there. And um, you were so quiet you were so quiet but i would always hear you snickering you know (laughs) right behind me like yeah you caught that too (laughs) like yeah i just remember us clowning more than anything you know yeah yeah and and we had good times
0: oh absolutely absolutely I, i was gonna say that that was that was definitely my most memorable one with you and yeah yeah, and i had a lot of a lot of people used to tell me you quiet until you could break the ice and then they're like wait a minute where did you come from right (laughs) right
1: right because he would say something and then you behind me saying something but the teacher could never hear you
0: no no actually i I, I, I was like i'm gonna put my little quiet voice on
1: yeah yeah and you know what else was cool um your high school love um, I remember watching you guys develop and the thing is is that I knew him outside of that I knew him probably since I was in Pampers honestly because his aunt and my mom were best friends for many many years so mm-hmm. when our parents would have card parties he'd be one of the kids up, upstairs or downstairs wherever we were you know sit off to play mm-hmm. he was right there too Oh, and wow. um, he's such a sweet guy and to see you guys together, I hope I'm not, you know, triggering you or
0: anything. But no, you no, you're making me smile. You make me smile. It
1: was it was good to see you guys together and like you blew my mind, like, oh, for, for what was it, his birthday or Christmas, and you got him tennis shoes. I'm like, What? <laughs> like you you use your paycheck to get him this. Like, I want something like that. I wanna because that's my love language. And to see you do that, like, girl, you've been inspiring me since then, honestly, just like on everything. And I've told you that several times, like you just being open and just being you finally, publicly is really inspiring to somebody and to other people, especially myself. And, you know, I know that you're blessing somebody else. They're not saying it, but I know for a fact you're blessing quite a few other people. But even then, in high school, seeing you shower your man with the gifts and everything, like, yeah, it's okay for a girl to be nice to guys and, and give them gifts and things like that. You know, we don't always have to be the ones with our hands out. Gotta be careful, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. they will, some some will walk over us, but I'm glad that you had somebody who didn't.
0: Yeah. That sweetheart yeah he he was and and the funny thing about that is at first I was like I don't even know if I should do this but hell he bought me uh but he got me gold he, you remember when we used to have um onyx earrings with the gold plate with the with our names on he what got names on him he got me those earrings yeah so, Okay. yeah so that that was the jump start for me I was like you bought me some gold earrings with the onyx on the back. Like I, you know, I was kind of like that was considering how I've grown up, you know, and the environment that I was in, you know, because right. a lot of times, see, what, a lot of times y'all didn't know, and like I said, and I started putting it in a book. Um, a lot of the stuff I had came from my older cousin who was six, who's six years older than me. Whatever she could no longer wear or didn't want to wear, she gave it to me. Right. So I'm going to school. And already used clothes the whole time the only time when when i started buying my own stuff is when i think i was a kid sen- yeah, when i was a senior in high school when i finally got a job when i was old enough to get a job and and i started buying my own stuff so when i had that hornet's pullover that was something i bought for myself and you know with one of my first paychecks yeah you I know.
1: remember that too because I love I I love 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 uh, South and North Carolina, mm-hmm. and so being united, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to be there one day. And then you know, I never I never moved there, <laughs> I, and I wanted to get there. I do,
0: but yeah, yeah, I remember that hoodie too. Yeah, that that was shoot. I wore that thing out <laughs> like I I didn't even care. I wore it out, and so. um, yeah, that that was that was my thing. So yeah, really up until I was a senior in high school, everything that I had, even I mean, as far as shoes, um, I was fortunate enough to actually have a relative buy my shoes. Oh. You know, instead of me get waiting for my cousin to give me some shoes. So oh. that was a fortunate thing for me. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of a lot of people didn't know that until now, or you yeah. know, when they started reading the book. So yeah, this. Life wasn't easy, but I had to do what I had to do.
1: Yeah. You see, my story is a little similar. Um, not 100%, but, like, my, my brother's 10 years older than me. So my, bro- my mom was putting my brother through college. So when we would go to Maryland to drop my brother off at Howard University, my cousin always had a bag full of clothes for me. And that's why I dressed def- differently, because I was dressing like the kids did in Maryland versus the kids in Pittsburgh. That's why my style was always different in the first place. And then, you know, my mom would take me downtown to Kaufman's basement and let me ball out. You know, I would get a few things, but other than that, my clothes were a mix between Kaufman's and my my cousin's clothes from Maryland. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> unlike you, some of my shoes came from her, too, until I got to till my size grew past hers and then my mom went back to buying my own shoes and it was like a 50-50 thing and um, you know I love me some Jordans and my father was going through something um, you know abusing drugs and his way of I guess just being sorry for it mm-hmm. Um, he always had that brand new pair of Jordans that's how I always ended up with Jordans whenever they came out
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because that was his guilt. Yeah. That was his guilt for, you know, because he couldn't do anything else for us. Mm-hmm. But he would always find a way to set aside and show some type of discipline with his addiction and have a pair of Jordans. Every single time they came out, Shayla, he had a pair on that dining room table waiting for me.
0: Wow.
1: And that was one of the only things he never took back mm-hmm. whenever. You know, he was running low on cash to defeat his habit. Mm. He took my money. He would take some other things back, my jewelry, but he never took my shoes back. Wow. And no one knows that until today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, yeah. And th- this is why is you know everybody has a story, you know, and a lot of times being transparent. There's nothing wrong with it because it goes into how I'm able to relate or some, or you're able to relate or, you know, just sharing something. And then if you know someone who is going through something and it sounds similar, you're like, oh, okay. So, you know, then, then you kind of understand. And sometimes it's hard for people to share because there's so much worry on being judged, or having, or having somebody use your struggle over your head, you. yeah, put it against you over your head, you know. And and I think, to be honest, I think that's why a lot of a lot of our people don't want to get help when they're having some mental issues. You know, they, they don't want to do that because it's like, well, if I start talking about this, somebody's gonna use it against me. Uh, if I talk about this to a stranger, then they're gonna put me on medication, or they're gonna do this, this, that, and a third. And I think what we need to do now that we have more um, counselors and therapists who are black, we, you know, use that resource. And a lot of it is it's almost like we have to get rid of that. It's not even almost. We have to get rid of that taboo. Uh-huh. You know, we definitely have to get rid of it. And I know that, um, you know, my ex-husband, he had this thing and I'll never forget. He told me this. This person, with everything that was going on with him, told me I need I I, I had mental health issues. I said, "Huh?" <laughs> I was like, wait, "Wait, what?" His his son came back and told me, "Yeah, my dad said you are schizophrenic." Really? Am I? Who told you that? Well, who told him that? Where did that come from? Wow. Um and that was neither here nor there it's anxiety i was like yeah i, I have anxiety i don't have schizophrenia there's di- there's difference
1: mm-hmm. and you would think in his profession he would have called it what it was instead of but that's again him meant manipulating the situation
0: right because
1: you had a good relationship with that with that young man yeah so he has to he had to say something negative he has to shine that dark light on you so that people can start seeing his side of the story you know oh,
0: yeah yeah he, he told them through his bs yeah you know he told he told his son i was schizophrenic um i, I was like okay whatever you know he, he told people i was having an affair you know um told people you know i was violent um I didn't care about my kids, you know, I mean, anything he could do to assassinate my character. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to give you that same energy because it is, there's no point in it. And you're okay. doing this because this is a narcissistic behavior and I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. So like I said, if there's no gasoline to, fill, to, to feed that fire. There's really nothing else to go on. I get it. Absolutely. So yeah so before we close off on my segment because I know we're gonna be doing a part two yes is there anything that that you want to share or that you want to put out there because um, I know you you know you said it earlier how to how to get your your merch and everything earlier but is there anything that you want to share before we close?
1: um More than anything, vibes is is just very important to me. Like I said, I lost a friend from suicide um, because he just really didn't, he didn't realize how valuable he was to the world. And I just really think it's really important for other people to push past what they think they see in their friends. And don't second guess themselves and check their friends, their family, you know, because you just might save that person. You know, like I said, we're not therapists, but we can definitely, definitely be influencers. And I'll tell you what, um, I have one failed attempt of suicide. I attempted whenever I was 14. And... All I can say is, once again, thank God for my mother, you know, my best friend, because I, I could have easily not been here. And I don't think people realize that because we as black people do shut our loved ones down and out when they speak of being sad or even hearing the voices or just you know not being able to get it together you know they just shut us down and they just don't realize that they can become part of the problem too Mm -hmm. and it's time that we stop being a part of the problem and start being a part of the solution so hopefully one day Vibes is as big as Susan G. Coleman and we're out here raising awareness or african-americans specifically you know it's fine if everybody else gets on board too because you know you don't want anyone to unalive themselves you know um because their demons are just so dark or what have you but yeah
0: absolutely
1: pick up vibes that's my thing yeah (laughs) let's let's get vibes get yeah let's get vibes a home in everybody's house
0: Absolutely. And I'm I'm with you on that. And let you know, piggyback off what you said. When when you know someone or you're familiar with someone and something just seems off and you know it's off, like whether you're talking to them on the phone or you know you're shooting a text or if you connected on it on social media, but you're seeing that a post just looks a little iffy instead of sitting back wondering. Oh, I wonder what's going on with so and so, and then calling or sending a message to somebody else. Did you see what so and so said? You know, so -so. don't do that. Pick up the phone and call. If that person don't answer, text. And I know for me, and like I said um, earlier, between the second week in November up until the second week in January, it's a struggle for me. So. You know, and, and like you said, with the voices, I remember years ago, it was always nobody really give a shit about you. Just go ahead and, and there ain't nobody going to miss you.
1: Mm.
0: Nobody, mm. nobody cares. Nobody's going to miss you. You know, just take, you know, either take a drink, put something in your drink and just go to sleep and not wake up mm-hmm. because nobody's going to care. So, yeah, the voices are real. Ain't nobody, you know, you mm-hmm. know. And I tell people, and I, I tell people that are close to me if I'm on your mind for whatever reason, there's nothing wrong with calling or shooting a text, "Hey, what's going on? Are you good?" But I normally tell people if I reach out to you and I and I say, "Please call me, I'm spiraling." Yeah. that's you know because i don't i don't normally say that a lot but you know and it's like yo i'm not good if i say please call me or i'm not good that's my way of saying i need help (laughs) so Yeah. yeah yeah so anytime somebody says something like that but anytime somebody is on your mind heavily i tell people this all the time If somebody's on your mind heavily pick up that phone and call them or text them or something. There's too many, we have too much technology not to be accessible.
1: Exactly, exactly. And my thing is, like I said, if you cannot contact that person, if they're not answering your phone calls, your text messages, drive by. And if you're not in the same city or state, you get in touch with somebody else. You go on a friend's list and you find somebody that can knock on their door right you just don't know absolutely and we need to start taking all of that stuff more seriously yeah
0: we do Honorable. we really do we really do so alright Miss Leely my boo bear alright thank you for having me yeah and you know when I get home like I said when I get home cause I know I be missing people or they be like dang you were home you didn't even say nothing <laughs> <laughs> in and out like the way I be in and out I have, there's too many relatives and then there's too many people I know. I'm not going to see everybody all at once. But then I'll cool. be like, I don't want nobody being mad. But they're going to have to be mad this year because it is what it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe our friend might have a basketball game or something that we can all make it to like we did last
0: time. Who yeah, knows? That, that'd be cool. And you know, Ace got a basketball team. Yeah. So, Okay. I think yeah. I think we're gonna work something out. Definitely, and that way you can see more of us. Absolutely, because you know I gotta do that. I'm gonna still be quiet, somewhat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't be quiet now. We all know. We all know. <laughs> we done read it. We done heard it. Somehow, somebody everybody knows now. Shayla got a voice. <laughs> yep, and she uses it now
0: i know i ain't just sitting back in math class snickering and saying little stuff under my breath i'm actually you're out here
1: <laughs> you out here talking.
0: talking
1: making funny tiktoks and stuff you know <laughs> wondering your kids
0: hey that's that's what that's what i do that's what i do